Greetings and blessings to you. Welcome to Get Right for Sunday, a Holy Cross podcast. I am Pastor Wright. And I'm Vicar Pearson. Today we shall look at some of the propers for the third Sunday in Advent. Today I would like to look at the gospel lesson. It comes to us from St. Matthew, the 11th chapter, verses, 20, or verses 2 through 25. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, and the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in the king's house. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of of women, there has not arisen one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets of the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah, who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplace and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking. And they say, he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking. And they say, look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. Then he began to denounce the cities where most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre or Sidon, They would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that it will be more tolerable on that day of judgment for the land of Sodom, than for you. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. At the beginning of this text, we hear that John is in prison and he sends his disciples asking the question, are you the one to come? And his disciples go and they ask Jesus, and Jesus says, go and tell John what you hear and see. 
what I think is interesting, first of all, is John is not doubting. It's not like he went to prison and he sees his horrible state and now he's wondering, did I do all of this for nothing? Is this the one that has been promised? Actually, he goes to prison and he sends his disciples knowing that Jesus is the Christ, the fulfillment of all that is prophesied. And he's going so that the disciples can see and hear who and what Jesus is. For he is the one who is doing what only God can do. He's giving the blind their sight, giving the lame the ability to walk, cleansing lepers, giving hearing back to the deaf, and even raising the dead. And these are the things, again, that only God can do. And the disciples get to see this. If John has any question concerning who and what Jesus is, it's actually about the judgment. For even John the Baptist preached that judgment is coming with the promise of the Messiah. And so it's almost as if he's asking Jesus, where is the judgment to this generation. It's all the things that Jesus says at the end of our text. Woe to you, Chorazine. Woe to you, Capernaum. All these cities who haven't repented. Judgment is coming. And in this Advent season, we get to remember that our judgment is coming. In fact, it has already been taken out on Christ. And we get to see that when judgment comes, the second coming of our Lord, our judgment is one of peace mercy, salvation, and forevermore in the glory of Christ our Lord. Today I have the epistle lesson which comes to us from James, the fifth chapter. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers, take the prophets, who spoke in the name of the Lord. Behold, we consider those blessed who remained steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. In this text, we are reminded that as we wait for the Lord, as we wait for that second coming of Christ, we wait as the prophets of old waited for his first coming. And so we look to the examples of faith in the scriptures, the prophets, the apostles, and all those who with us have awaited the Lord's advent they for the first advent, and now we for his second advent. And see how they hoped in the Lord's promises. We see that the Lord is faithful to his people of old. We know that this same God is faithful still to us, to fulfill all that he's promised to us. And so we who live in between the first and the second coming of Christ, we wait with the patience and certainty of a farmer waiting for rain. The farmer who plants the seed and sits and watches and twiddles his thumbs and waits for the rain and waits for a power outside of himself to bring the promise of the fruits of the earth or of a child waiting on the blessing from their father. We wait as the saints of God awaiting the resurrection of the flesh. And we know that our God is faithful 
we know that our Father is loving, and we know that his promises are sure that he has given us. Okay, Vicar, I want to paint a picture for you and see if you can follow. We live in a world where the crucifixion and resurrection has already happened, so we know Christ has come. But both in St. James, the epistle of St. James and St. Matthew, we, we get this uh, patience, this coming, this uh, judgment, this work that has already been done, and we get to wait in it. So in this Advent season, what are we waiting for? We already have forgiveness. We already have Christ coming. And I, I know we're waiting for him to come back, but what are we doing now? What, what is this waiting, especially with St. James? Be patient, and we have John sending his disciples out. What are, what are we doing in Advent for this, with these two texts? I think a big part of it is we're preparing our hearts, not, not in the sense that we were unprepared for the Lord's Advent, you know, in any other season of the church year, we're reminding ourselves exactly what we are waiting for. We are waiting for the second coming of Christ, and we are waiting for the vindication of God's righteousness. So with that, I think that plays right into the, the St. Matthew text. John knows this is the one I've been talking about. The Holy Spirit revealed to him. He's not playing dumb. And we get to be reminded each and every Sunday and on Wednesdays for our midweek services, the Lord has come. And we're preparing ourselves to receive this gift right here and right now. And then for the full fulfillment in the resurrection, the second coming. I, I like the idea, again, the, 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 the picture of preparing our hearts. Uh, if we're prepared inwardly, then that will be seen outwardly. Again, let it be worship, let it be devotion, let it be the, the, thing, the special things we get to do during Advent. I, I like how you connected those two. Well, with this, I would like to close by asking a simple question. If you are enjoying this or, or liking this, would you please leave a, a comment and let us know what you think as we continue to work through this and the, the fun of just talking about the text as we prepare for our Sunday worship. God's peace and blessings be upon you. <laughs>